Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. This is Dr. Dan. Freedom Forum Radio is for you, faithful listeners. No matter who you voted for or what political party you belong to, Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is not about politics. It's about principle. It's not about candidates. It's about conscience and the Constitution. Like the name implies, this is a program about freedom, individual freedom, your freedom, where it comes from, what it means to you, and most importantly, how to hang on to it. You're listening to Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. We pick up right now where we left off last week with Dr. Michael Kaufman. Well, you get in Nebraska and you get into uh, Oklahoma and so forth, 164, if it's 164 acres, I can't remember exactly what it is. But if it's, a, if it's that small amount, you cannot successfully farm and make a living wage, as it were, on that amount of land because it's so dry. You cannot grow cattle on it. You cannot do anything. And so within a few years, obviously, these uh, settlers were failing. And what they did is that they sold, they sold it to individuals who were blocking up this land into much larger tracts. Now, these were opportunists. And we see them today, we see them all through history, there's opportunists out there that are willing to, to, to try to deceive you and to giving them what they want at a, at a minimal price. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. Well, that was written up by the New York Times and so forth of the day as a horrible thing. And it, and it was kind of horrible. You know, you see people taking advantage of other people. And so the whole concept of the Homestead Act was basically... Uh, drug through the mud, as it were, and given a bad name. So then they had to increase that to 640 acres, which is a square mile. And that even in the western, far western, west of the west of Rocky Mountains was not enough. And so the, the basic scheme was, now, this is done by Congress, and Congress was influenced by, guess who, the same elite that is in control today. Obviously different generations of the same families, but the same families. I mean, this is nothing new, what we're experiencing today. They wanted to control the West, not for much of its agricultural capability, although that was one of the reasons, or its forested capability, that was another reason, but for its mineral rights. Ah, now you say, follow the money trail. There it is. 
And basically, they wanted to control that land. And the best way to control it was to keep it in federal control. And as a consequence, what they did is that they kept it in federal control. Um, President Roosevelt created the U.S. Forest Service in 1905 that basically, and the Forest Reserve Act was in, what, 1890 or something like that, which allowed them to keep the land. It's unconstitutional, but the fact is, what is the Constitution? It's just a piece of paper. So they wrote all over that. And by 1905, he created the U.S. Forest Service. Now, I have studied the U.S. Forest Service for years, and I did not know this. But the U.S. Forest Service, with Gifford Princhot, who was the first director, basically was designed to shut out all competition and to shut down western ranches and so forth, because there was a lot of ranches in the forested areas of the United States. Now, the General Land Office was controlling the what is now BLM land at the time, which grows cattle, no, no forests. It does have some forests, but not much. But those two organizations, the Forest Service and the General Land Office, controlled almost all of the western United States. When I say that, today most states have at least of the western United States have at least 50% of their land area that is controlled by the federal government. It's unconstitutional. It was never designed for that purpose. Why? Because you have now a federal landlord. You have basically reconstructed the feudal system of Europe because you have outside interests controlling what's happening locally. And so you have people out there that are depending upon the forest or depending upon cattle growing and so forth that are totally dependent upon the whims of someone outside of their ability to actually um, uh, have some say with. That's the same thing as these regional councils and so forth that we were talking about in the first hour. You have no accountability on the part of the federal government to the local citizens. You have none. It's that's not there. Oh, yeah, you elect Congress and you elect your senators and so forth, but it's so far removed that it's, it's basically essentially useless. So here you had the federal government controlling the management of most of the lands that then started to tighten down in the late 1800s and the early 1900s. In 1936, I think it was, the Bureau of Land Management was created out of the um, uh, Bureau of Land Office. They had, uh, I, you know, the deception in this is so bad, I just can't, I just... I just roll my eyes. I cannot believe how the federal government can be so evil to these people. What they did is that they encouraged, the Forest Service encouraged, the BLM encouraged people to develop their lands and to follow the guidelines of the, of the bureaucracy when the bureaucracy had no authority whatsoever. Most of the lands south of, or basically south of Idaho and so forth, are given to the ranchers by the Treaty of Guadalupe when we took over, we had the Mexican Wars, and we took over that land. And the Treaty of Guadalupe says in that treaty that the federal government has no control over how these ranchers use their land. I'm really broad-basing it here. I mean, there are some controls, but nonetheless, in essence, they gave really strong private property rights to the ranchers and to the people that were using the forests and so forth. And what happened was, because the Forest Service was so magnificent, and the BLM, when it came in, was so magnificent. The renters were lulled into signing these agreements and actually upholding 
the right of the federal government to tell them what to do. <laughs> Are you seeing this? Absolutely. I mean, it's really amazing. It's happened then is that now, let's go back to Sustainable America. You remember Sustainable America in 1996 came out with, with Bill Clinton, President Clinton. Sustainable America mandates that the Bureau of Land Management and the Forest Service become this tyrant telling the landowners what they can and cannot do. That's really where it happened. And it started before that, but that's where it really got its legal teeth. And all of a sudden, now the Bureau of Land Management, is whose mission now is no longer to help people, to help American citizens, it's to stop American citizens from destroying the environment. Whole, radically, 180 degrees difference from what the mission statement for these federal agencies were prior to that time. It's totally been changed, and as a consequence, now they're shutting down these ranchers. They're finding any excuse they can. Now, let me give you an example in the case of Bundy in the southern Nevada. Fifty-six ranchers have basically walked away from their ranches because they can't afford to make a living anymore. Because of the restrictions placed on them on the, by the turtle, the desert turtle or tortoise. Now, the desert tortoise, according to the science of the Fish and Wildlife Service and the BLM and so forth, cannot stand the competition with the cattle, right? I mean, that's what you've heard dozens of times, if you remember back to last April, uh, when all this was going on in the news media. So they're forcing the ranchers off. However, research, hard empirical research, has shown that the desert tortoise depends on the cattle. 180 degrees from what the BLM says. Basically, what happens is the turtle is very inefficient for masticizing food that, you know, the brush and so forth that it eats. So the population levels of the desert tortoise, while they've always been there, have been very, very small because the actual habitat that the tortoise can use is very limited, the grasses and so forth, very limited. Now, once you have cattle on that, the cattle eat the grasses, the cattle eat all kinds of different things, and they masticize this and they poop it out at the rear end. That's what the turtles eat, is the cow patties. And all of a sudden, they had an abundance of food, and they flourished. And the population of the turtle directly related to the population of the cattle. The cattle population went up, the turtle population went up. The cattle population went down, the turtle population went down. And because they're restricting the amount of cattle on these lands now, on the BLM lands, the cattle populations have plummeted by one-tenth of one percent of what they used to be. And obviously the turtles have too, but the BLM is using that as an excuse to cut out all cattle because they say the cattle are what's destroying the, the desert tortoise. It's nothing but a pack of lies. I, you just cannot believe the extent that these people go to to try to destroy people's lives. We have to take a quick commercial break. More with Dr. Michael Kaufman right after this. Well, you see, what this is a great example of Mother Nature's at work. Mother Nature has the cattle in order to enhance the lives of the turtle. That's the way it's supposed to work. Species thrive or don't survive based upon their ability to adapt to the environment in which they live. So if the desert turtle was not meant to be where it is, Mother Nature takes care of that. Uh, Obviously, the federal government wants to place itself in the role of Mother Nature, not just 
for the turtle and the cattle, but it wants to be the mommy and daddy of all of us. Yes, absolutely. It really does. And this is, of course, the the uh, um, structure of progressive thinking is that they need to have a, a mother overseeing all of their activities and so forth. And, of course, they're the mother. They're the ones that are in control. And they really believe strongly that only a big government can provide that. And but the problem is, if you look at history, and this happened, certainly is happening right down below, right in front of us right now with all this global warming garbage with the promotion of hundreds of millions of dollars given to, to uh, windmill factor, manufacturers and so forth, the crony capitalism, that basically picks out winners and losers. And what we're seeing here is, is total misspent misallocation of funds, limited funds that we have in this crony capitalism. You have those who we favor and you have those who we punish. And that's the problem with big government. The other thing is I talked about the EPA. How in the world did this happen in the EPA? What we saw was basically is the EPA was unmanaged. Nobody was paying any attention to it. And because it was involved in environmental concerns, they started hiring these radical environmentalists out of radical environmental organizations. And you have this now green door that goes back and forth between the EPA and these radical environmentalists. Well, we have radical environmentalists who are there, there basically to say Mother Nature and destroy you and I. Obviously, they're going to corrupt the whole process. And this is what happens every single time with big government is you have uncontrolled government and you have special interests taking over the agenda of various agencies and so forth until you have a government that is so bloated and so awkward that is so far from reality, dealing with real, real science or real reality in any, any context, that the whole thing collapses on itself, and that's what we're very close to seeing right now. Dr. Kaufman, what is the solution? Well, there's several solutions. One is education. The problem is that we don't have control over the major media. And uh, thank God we have the Internet, and thank God we have an emerging uh, media coming out through the Internet. That is pretty accurate. You have to be careful about what you read on the Internet, because a lot of it's garbage. But the fact is that we're starting to get the truth now, and more and more people are, are realizing it. When you have progressives like Obama basically saying, well, if you have your insurance, you can keep your insurance, and, and so forth. A line when people begin to see that their initial reaction is horrification, and then what they say, well, that's just one case. He's he's honest in other areas, but now they're seeing dishonesty in almost everything that he is doing. And this is classic progressivism. It is classic progressivism. They don't tell you the truth. In fact, the rules of for radicals, but written by Solinsky, basically trains progressives into lying. The the the, the means. I mean, sorry, the ends justify the means mentality. You can lie about anything. That's true with radical Islam, too. Uh, it's part of their culture. They lie about everything. You cannot, you cannot trust anything that they say. That's why the trust in government is at an all-time low, almost in the single digits now, uh, because people literally cannot trust. There's only, what, 5% of the American people in the last survey, very recently, last week or so, that actually say that they trust the government for doing the right thing. Uh, the rest of them are either very suspicious or whatever. And the fact is, it's because they have earned it. There is very little that comes out of the federal government right now, and many state governments as well, that you can trust as being real. Because they lie. 
they lie every time. And as a consequence, people don't trust them. And when people don't trust them, you have a major problem with implementation. And that's when you start bringing the guns out. Uh, and I hope that never happens, but unfortunately we're starting to see that. That's what happened to Bundy on his ranch, is that they used force to force him to do what they wanted to do illegally. And fortunately, we had a lot of Americans stand up. And uh, what really, really warmed my heart in that, it was the federal agencies themselves that were doing the violence. They were shooting people with the, um, the tasers and so forth. Uh, they were destroying cattle. They were destroying the water facilities for Bundy's cattle. All of these things were illegal. They had no right to do that. They, were, they had no authority by the courts to do any of that. But the fact is they were doing it. And it was the average person out there who was basically saying, and some of these people were armed, as you remember, that were basically very calm and collected and did not return the violence for violence. And eventually somebody with half two brain cells in their head realized this is not going to end well if we continue to that in the past. And they pulled the BLM out before something radically did happen like we see, have seen in the past. Well, the, 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 the only antidote to these lies is the truth. Is the truth. And, that's correct. And that really is, is what is so critical about today, and that's so critical about not having the press that you can rely on for the truth. You're right, the Internet is a source of truth if you vet everything that you see. Right. Unfortunately, with computer programs like Photoshop, you can't even believe all the pictures that you I, I see. I know, unfortunately. But that really is, is the most important thing we can do, is try to get the truth out. Um, we have a Constitution that should protect us. Uh, it has long ago been thrust aside by the progressives, who, as you say, uh, the end justify the means. They have divided us on purpose by class, by race, uh, by economics, by ability. Um, they have been, we have been so lied to that the fabric, the moral fabric of this country has been destroyed, but it has been destroyed on purpose to, to divide us in order to conquer us. Absolutely. Uh, and that really is, is the tragedy of, the, of America today is that the government, instead of being a tiny little, a tiny little thing in Washington, D.C., doing 18 enumerated powers, has become uh, the oppressive tyrant that yes. it is today. Dr. Michael Kaufman, this has been an incredible <coughs> interview, and I want to recommend to everyone uh, the website www.americaplundered.com. That's America, the word plundered, P-L-U-N-D-E-R-E-D. Dot com and two recent books that you've written plundered how progressive ideology is destroying is destroying America and another one called radical Islam in the house uh, I urge all of you to go to America plundered that's a gateway website to a lot of other articles books and commentary by dr. Michael Kaufman an incredible intellect this has been an unbelievable interview, and I appreciate your being on Freedom Forum Radio. Well, thank you, Dr. Dan. It's been a, a very good time for me, too. Thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again. Yes, by all means. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com.
the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom.